Well, hey, hey, welcome to The Skinny with Jesus. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I am so glad you have tuned in today. Today is April 2nd, 2019. Happy spring, right? Spring has sprung. Here we are, already sliding into April, and we are almost finished with the series that we've been in for weeks now. It's called Lord, Teach Us How to Pray. We only have one left in this series after our message today. And I hope that this series has helped you to realize um, and maybe even work through some of your own hangups with prayer um, as much as it's, as much as it's helped me. Um, one thing that's been big for me has just been convicting as I've worked through this and been praying through this, praying through prayer. <laughs> um, something that God just really put on my heart is this um, is to set aside time to pray. You know, this idea of of setting aside time to pray specifically versus reading my Bible. Because both are good, both are time with God. Um, but oftentimes I I find that I would much rather prefer to be in my Bible and just be reading um, because it's hard to hold our minds still, right? It's hard for me to hold my mind still anyway. It's hard for me to, to focus my mind. Reading focuses my mind for me often. Um, and so, you know, that brings us to this idea of, of meditating, not meditating the way the world calls meditation, right? Meditation to the world is this idea of um, emptying your mind. But when we meditate according to God's word, a godly way to meditate, it doesn't empty us. It actually, we fill us. Okay. It fills our minds. We're purposely filling our minds with God's word. Um, and so I, this, I, I thought about this idea of, of, you know, setting aside time to pray and, and meditating on God's word rather than just reading God's word. And I learned this really interesting fact last week is new to me, uh, maybe it's new to you too, um, that if we meditate on one verse for one minute, that's all, just one verse, one minute, you've actually given that verse 30 times more thought than if you had just read it and kept on going on to the next verse. Isn't that interesting? 30 times more thought just by spending one minute meditating on the verse and thinking about it and taking it before the Lord. Lord, what are you trying to show me here? What are you trying to teach me? And so I've just been convicted in my prayer time that um, as I'm reading God's word, if there's a verse that jumps out at me, to spend more time on it. Don't just run ahead to the next verse because so often our time with God, we approach it like we're, we're trying to check something off of our to-do list for today, right? We're just trying to check that box. And, and, and it's not about it's not always about just making it through your Bible study. It's not always about just making it through the chapter. Oftentimes, it can just be in that one verse. What He has for us today may just be in that one verse. And we're so prone to striving. We're so prone to um, to trying to finish and get it done and get. We're so task oriented, and it might just be one minute in one verse. So I don't know about you, but I can do just about anything for one minute, right? At least that's what I tell myself um, when I'm doing planks at the gym. <laughs> I can do anything for one minute. If we can do a plank for one minute, I can do a plank for one minute. I can definitely meditate on one verse a day for one minute. So I don't know, maybe for you, um, the, the, 
thing we've been working through with prayer in this series, maybe it's not an issue of time at all for you. I don't know. Maybe it's more an issue of um, just knowing what to say to God. Maybe you're worried about getting it wrong. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a, a really common concern with prayer. A lot of people feel that way. And hopefully these past few weeks of walking through the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, hopefully this has helped all of us to add some structure to our prayer time so that we don't always have this fear, this worry about praying the wrong way. You know, I like to kind of think of the Lord's Prayer as like an outline. Um, It's just the bare bones Okay, And then we, once we understand those bare bones, once we understand what Jesus was trying to teach us with the Lord's Prayer, what He was telling His disciples when they asked Him, Lord, teach us how to pray, is that then once we understand those prayers, that outline, the bare bones of our prayers, then we fill in all around it and and we can add the meat to our prayers. Right. So that's what we've been talking about, just the the bare bones. For those of you who are maybe just tuning in with us for the first time in this episode um, today, um, just starting with the Lord's Prayer. So, our Father who's in heaven, Lord, hallowed be thy name, to start our prayer with praise. And then moving on into surrender, Lord, thy will be done, not my will, but your will. And then we move on to trust. Lord, give us this day our daily bread, trusting God to provide for us, trusting and provide for our physical needs, our spiritual needs, our emotional needs, trusting and provide whatever it is that we need for today. And and that's a daily prayer, right? This is a daily prayer. And then moving on um, to forgiveness. We learned that forgiveness not only has to be um, sought after, that we're not only supposed to be seeking forgiveness, but also offering forgiveness, forgiveness that's sought and forgiveness that's offered. And then moving into that, the last verse there of the Lord's Prayer um, for protection. Lord, keep us from temptation. Lord, deliver us from the evil one. Protection from temptation, protection from the enemy. And then I'm sure some of you are wondering, I didn't really hit on this before, but a lot of times we pray the Lord's Prayer in church. If you if you go to a church where they pray that prayer out loud together, um, after that prayer for protection, where we pray, um, and Lord, keep us from temptation and deliver us from the evil one, then oftentimes we go into, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And that's how we end. And then um, some some later versions of the Bible, the old, the manuscripts, the original manuscripts, we do see that. Uh, and then I think that's in the, the King James Version as well. Um, I love that because... Um, it's really just starting with praise and then finishing with praise right back at at the feet of Jesus, finishing with praise for thine is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. We're there to, we're here to glorify you. And then I think um, once we, once we have that outline, once we know it and we have that outline with the Lord's prayer, we're now hopefully, um, able to personalize our prayers with our own hearts, our own lives, our own relationship with God, okay? 
And um, if you are just getting in on this series today, I would really encourage you to go back to the very beginning and listen all the way through so that you'll know more what I'm talking about when I'm referring to to the outline, to the bare bones. We have been walking through um, the Lord's Prayer, the disciples' request of Jesus. Lord, teach us how to pray. And then Christ's response to that is what we now commonly refer to uh, in churches as the Lord's Prayer. We walked through that verse by verse. So go back and and catch up on those um, when you have a chance. You know, and then I started thinking maybe um, adding structure to your thoughts, adding this outline, maybe that isn't the most challenging part for you. You know, maybe it's not time. Maybe it's not structure. Maybe for you, like so many of us, the hardest part or the most confusing part Oh, there's Cheerio. You guys know every once in a while he likes to make an appearance. <laughs> That's our sweet dog, Cheerio. He doesn't know he's a dog. He uh, he thinks he's a, a skinny peep. He likes to um, chime in every now and then. And uh, oftentimes, I don't know why, but the FedEx guy or the UPS guy comes right around the time that I'm recording these. So forgive the interruption. We'll just keep on going. And that is Cheerio. Um, you've probably heard him before and you will most likely hear him again. Um, but anyway, back to our conversation, to this message today about prayer. Um, I just started thinking that, you know, maybe maybe the most confusing part about prayer for some of us is um, this challenge to pray within God's will. Okay. This challenge to pray within God's will. And if, if you're like me and you've grown up in church, um, you have likely read or heard different scriptures um, where Jesus himself actually tells us that we will receive whatever we ask for in his name. There's, there's scripture that says that. And yet we also, we also sense deep down that there's more to it than that, right? God is not just a magic genie that um, that we can just you know rub and and tell him what to do. We're not God's not just here for us to impress our desires upon him and get whatever we want. That's not how it works. We aren't all going to win the lottery today, right? But even on a on a more serious note, I mean, most of us have probably prayed um, for the healing of a loved one, or maybe we've prayed for healing ourselves, and we've prayed those prayers in Jesus' name, and it hasn't come, and that that can be confusing. This idea of praying in God's praying within God's will, and yet at the same time, Jesus says, "But you can ask whatever you want." in my name, and it's going to be granted. It's going to be given to you. So I think that leaves us with this tension here that we're going to be discussing today. It's just like, so what's the catch? What's the catch, Jesus? Isaiah 53, 9 tells us that there was no deceit in Jesus's mouth. No deceit. He only spoke truth. So if he said it, we can take it to the bank. It's true. So how does this work? And that is what we're going to look at today. And first, I think we need some background here, okay? Those verses that I mentioned before where Jesus tells us, uh, where he tells us this. I'm going to read those for us. Um, We need a starting point, okay? So we're going to start there. And then we're going to follow the rabbit hole, as I say sometimes. Really, um, it's letting the Holy Spirit guide us to it to what he has for us. Um, It's one of my favorite things about studying the word of God is it's the journey through it. 
Okay, so let's find these verses. We're going to start um, in the book of Matthew. Uh, and you know when I post this, I'm going to put all the scripture um, in the post, so you'll be able to, to look these up as well. Um, Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. This is Jesus talking here. He says, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. All right, we're taking these out of context. I'm just reading the straight the verse, and then we're going to talk, we're going to talk them through in a minute. Okay. John 16, 23, something similar. Jesus talking again. He says, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Okay. Turn back a page or two. John 14, verse 14 says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay, so there it is. Those are red letters in my Bible. If you have a Bible with, with red letters, anytime you see red letters, you know that's Jesus speaking. Those are his words. So those are some of the verses I was referring to earlier that some of us um, have probably heard in church before. Or we've read in our Bibles before. Um that we can ask anything in Jesus' name and it's going to be granted. He's going to do it. So we need to unpack this a little bit further. Um, still stay with me in John chapter 14, but go back a couple verses. Let's start at verse 12. Um, and, and we're going we're gonna to dig a little deeper here and see if we can kind of um, reach a greater understanding of what it is that Jesus is telling us. Okay, so John 14 verse 12, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay. Here we are, you guys. We read this a little bit deeper and we read it in context. We see that Jesus is speaking about faith, okay? In all of these verses, if you go back and read them in context, and I encourage you to do that, you will see that he's talking to his disciples about having huge faith. Okay, so huge faith, who, sorry, excuse me, huge faith necessary to do what? Why? Why is he talking about having this huge faith? Necessary, huge faith that's necessary to do what he's been doing, right? To do what he's been doing. And, and what has he been doing up until now? Do you guys see that? If we flip the page back in my Bible, um, in verse 12, he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. What has he been doing? What's he talking about here? These prayers that he's going to grant. When you're doing what I've been doing, you can come to me. You can ask me for what you need, and I'm going to give it to you. What's he talking about? He's been, think about it, his ministry. Jesus has been healing the sick. He's been teaching He's been building his disciples so that they can later build the church. All these things he's been doing to glorify the Father. And, and so what Jesus is saying here is when you need more of me, when you need more faith, 
when you need more of anything, really, that's going to expand my kingdom, and then verse 13, bring glory to the Father, the answer will always be yes. That answer will always be yes. You know, um, we don't always know exactly what it's going to look like when God answers those prayers, um, but it reminds me of a story my friend Mary told me. Um, she uh, travels, does short-term mission trips, and uh, one of the places that she and her husband go often is to Peru. And um, on her first trip to Peru, she was they were traveling um, through treacherous mountain roads um, where it's basically like only wide enough for one car, but it's two ways, and it's windy, and it's steep, and it was terrifying. And she tells this story. She was so afraid. And they're trying to travel up into the mountains to get to this village where they would be staying. And she's praying. She's so afraid. She's so afraid they're going to fall off the edge of this mountain. And she's just praying and trusting, praying and trusting, praying and trusting. She's battling with God because she's really, really scared. I mean, she's scared for her life. And then when she thinks it just can't get any worse, they come to a place in the road where there is a log, a huge tree has fallen and there's this log blocking the entire road. So not only is it windy and you know imagine the motion sickness and and the fear there but now they can't get they can't go any further. And and so it's just prolonging things and what are they going to do there's this they're in this you know this truck and now there's this log they can't get where they're going and she just starts praying. She just starts praying, "Lord, we need your help." We can't get to where we're going. We can't get to the people that we're trying to bring Jesus to. If you don't step in here, what do we do? Help us. And she's desperate. And and she tells this story. It's so beautiful. And she gets tears in her eyes because you can see just in her heart, and her eyes, the answer to prayer came in a way she never even imagined. She tells the story. She says it was like out of the mist, this man comes walking, just like you'd imagine in a movie, all of a sudden. Out of the mist is a man walking toward them with an axe. (laughs) There's a man, there's a tree in the road, and now all of a sudden God has provided a man with an axe. And you guys, (laughs) it's, it's different when we're praying for God. God's will. We're praying for him to help us in serving his kingdom. And he provides a man with an axe. I, I love this visual here. I love this this picture of, of there's the manna for the day, right? They needed it. He provided it right then in the moment when they needed it most. But it's so different than, than praying that God is going to send a man with an axe to come trim our trees because we don't want to, right? It's so different. And so that brings up this this idea of what we're talking about today more and more about this idea of praying within God's will. It's not his will to send a man to come trim our trees. I mean, I don't know. It might be. (laughs) But probably not unless he has a plan for you to lead that man to Jesus because it's about kingdom work. It's not just about taking care of the things we don't feel like dealing with. And so... Um, I was recently, I was talking with my father-in-law um, about this message and talking to him about this, the, you know, asking him what he thought about some different things. I've shared with you guys that my in-laws are living with us right now while they're building a house. Um, and it's just created um, just some awesome 
special time in the nooks and crannies of life for just some really amazing spiritual conversations. And I got to have this one with my father-in-law recently talking about this message. And so we, we were talking about the difference between this idea of, of praying in a way where we're hoping to change God's will versus praying in a way where we're desiring to know His will for our lives. You know, and it, one, the first, is more about our circumstances. Praying to change God's will, we're stuck in whatever we're stuck in. And then the other, praying to know His will for our lives, is more this idea of prayer, praying in a way that's a, about trust. It's about trusting Him. It's about relationship with Him. And I want to read you guys um, something from a, a book that that I've been reading slowly. It's called Bible Doctrine. It's a big book. <laughs> so I was like I said, I'm reading it slowly. It's by Wayne Grudem. And I love what he says here. Um, he's talking in, in his chapter about prayer. He says, God wants us to pray because prayer expresses our trust in God and is a means whereby our trust in Him can increase. Then he goes on to say on the next page, and this was really interesting to me, he said, God has nowhere promised to respond to the prayers of unbelievers. The only prayers that he has promised to hear in the sense of listening with a sympathetic ear and undertaking to answer when they are made according to his will are the prayers of Christians offered through one mediator, Jesus Christ. And he references John 14, 6 there at the end of that. John 14, 6 is the verse that says, "I." it's Jesus talking, it's red letters again. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so that's what Wayne Grudem is talking about right there. When we bring our prayers within God's will, we bring them to God through Christ. He promises to answer them. So how do we know how to pray within God's will, the will of the Father? I've got a couple of verses for us to look at. First, um, Psalm 40, verse 8 says, I desire to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I desire to do your will, oh my God. Your law is within my heart. And then I want to read one more for us before we unpack these a little bit. By the way, Psalm 40 is my favorite psalm. That verse I just read to you comes from Psalm 40. It's my favorite. Okay, um, Isaiah 51 verse 7 says, Hear me. You who know what is right, you people who have my law in your hearts. I'll read it again. Hear me, you who know what is right, you people who have my law in your hearts. You guys, in both of these verses, we see that our desire to do God's will is tied to his word, right? Specifically, his word being in our hearts. I desire to do your will, right? And then that was from Psalm 40. And then you who know what is right, 
you people who have my law in your hearts. You're going to know what's right if your law is in my heart. You're going to desire to do my will because your law is written. My law is written on your heart. That's what God's saying here. Because his word is written in our hearts. That's how we're going to know his will. That's how we're going to know what the right thing to do is. If we want to know how to pray within God's will, prayers that are promised to be answered, yes. If we want to know how to pray those kind of prayers, we got to know his word. You guys, God will never grant us anything contrary to his character or who he is. I'll repeat that for you. God will never grant us anything contrary to his character or who he is. How do we know who he is? How do we know the character of God? By reading his word. It's his truth revealed to us. Do you guys remember our conversation a few weeks ago about God's will versus our will? It was in an earlier episode from this series um, called Your Will Be Done. That's the part of the Lord's Prayer um, from Matthew 6, verse 10. Your will be done. That we desire God's will over our will. Or we pray to we pray to ask him to help us to desire his will over our will, right? We surrender our plans, our desires, and we ask him to replace them with his will, his desires. You guys, the more we grow in our faith and our understanding of who God is, the more our desires will begin to align with him, okay? And when we are sincerely following God and getting to know him more and more, you guys, the more we're going to begin to trust his will, even when it feels contrary to our own. So as we read his word, we begin to know his will. If you want to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are praying within God's will, pray scripture. You want to know you're praying within God's will? Pray scripture. You want to pray for your marriage within God's will? Find scripture about marriage and how Jesus taught us to love each other and pray that over you and your spouse. You've got a strong-willed child you having some parenting challenges? I can raise my hand there. <laughs> I'm raising three strong-willed children for God's glory, I pray in Jesus' name. You guys, find scripture about how God used strong-willed people for His glory and then pray those over your kids. You want to beat that addiction? Find scripture about God breaking chains and setting the captives free and begin praying that truth and claiming it over your life. Praying scripture is powerful. God's word is powerful. Memorize it. Claim it. You guys, I keep verse cards all over my life all over my life. And notice I did not say all over my house. That is intentional. I mean it. I keep verse cards, index cards, where I've written different verses that God has spoken to me that I feel like are speaking to certain parts of my life. I keep verse cards all over my life. They are in my car. They are in my uh, taped to my bathroom mirror. They're on our fridge. They're in my purse. I'm not kidding. They are everywhere. 
verses that I'm using to battle anxiety or dislodge lies that I feel like the enemy has tried to plant deep in me, verses that I'm praying for my kids, my husband, verses I'm praying for my friends, verses that I'm praying for our church. You guys, I'm, I keep them everywhere. <laughs> I even, this is kind of funny, I uh, we have a glass shower that's it's completely see-through. And so um, I tape scripture verses to the outside of the shower so that while I'm washing my hair, I can be reading them from the inside because I tape them to the outside. They don't get wet. They're on the outside, but I can see them from the inside. So I've got scripture taped to my shower. My husband gets, <laughs> he gets those too because whenever he takes a shower, they're staring in at him as well. <laughs> so um, just the little funny things that... Um, I'm sure he just really loves about me. I do have scripture all over our house. And you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point you back to one of my very favorite New Testament verses. It's not the first time you've heard me reference this verse, and I can almost promise you it won't be the last. Um, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. That's what the NLT says. For the word of God is alive and powerful. The ESV version of the Bible says, for the word of God is living and active. The word of God, it's powerful. It's alive. But we've got to know what it says, right? And I think it's important to remember here um, that even when God's answer is yes, even when we're praying within the will of God, even when we're praying scripture over our family, over our marriages, over the things that hurt us. And we know we're praying within the will of God because we've read it in his word. Even when his answer is yes, it may not look like what we think it will look like. And it may not happen as fast as we think it should. In fact, I can almost guarantee that part. <laughs> God's patient. He's never in a hurry. Things take time. Some prayers are what we might call chronic prayers. Those are um, the prayers of our hearts that we often pray for years. Maybe um, your chronic prayer is for healing over a disease for yourself or a loved one. Chronic pain, you pray in healing because you're just living in pain. Um, often chronic prayers um, might be prayers that we are praying for reconciliation with loved ones, friends, relationships that have been fractured. Maybe it's maybe your chronic prayer is for a prodigal child who's wandered away from the Lord, and you're praying that he'll return to God. And we're praying scripture over these pray over these prayers of our heart. These are the deepest sometimes desires of our hearts. And we're praying within God's will. We know we are. But you guys, what I have learned over the years through one of my chronic prayers, a prayer that God put on my heart, um, oh goodness, almost seven years ago, um, to see a very hard, ugly, painful part of my family's past healed. And God put this prayer on my heart years ago, seven, eight years ago. God put it on my heart to start praying and asking him to heal it. And he told me in a moment with him, he put this, gave me this assurance through scripture, showed me that he plans to heal it. 
And I began praying for it, trusting him with it. But what God has shown me over the the years of praying this prayer is that God's plan within these prayers, you guys, it is so often about more than just the thing he's asked us to pray about. He has a plan for that. He has a plan to redeem it. He has a plan to heal it. But so often, his plan within these prayers, it's it's also to shape us and to grow us, to grow us in our faith. You guys, this prayer, this deepest desire of my heart to see this part of my family healed, this this old wound bound up for his glory. You guys, um, it's changed over time. My prayer doesn't look like it looked seven years ago. I've told people um, that I've talked to about this before that I used to approach God as a beggar with this prayer. When God first put the desire in my heart, it was such a deep desire. It was so powerful. It was so strong. It was so overwhelming. I almost didn't know what to do with it. And I would approach him as a beggar, begging him to do it, begging him to do what he'd already told me through scripture that he was going to do. And yet I was approaching him, begging him for it. Like I just wasn't sure it was really going to happen. And over seven years, you guys, that prayer has changed because I've changed. He's changed me in the process of praying that prayer. I don't approach him as a beggar anymore. I approach him as his beloved as a child of the King, I go before him now and I don't beg him to do it. I praise him for it. I praise him for the work he's already done, the changes I've already seen, the changes I know are coming and I claim his truth over that chronic prayer. You guys, he is faithful. He is good. He will heal and restore and redeem. He will. It just doesn't always look like we want it to or happen as fast as we wish it would. So you guys, be encouraged. If it's taking a long time, keep on praying. Keep on praying. God is listening. So I want to leave you guys with this. Um... In the book of John, chapter 15, I'm going to read verse 7 for us. It says, this is red letters, this is Jesus talking again. He's got a lot for us today, doesn't he? John 15, verse 7, It's Jesus says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask Whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus said, remain in me. When we are walking with Jesus, our prayers more and more will begin to look like his to look like his prayers, his prayers to the Father's glory, that we bear much fruit. 
showing everyone around us that we are his disciples. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Father, hallowed be your name. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, Lord, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lord, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Lord, teach us how to pray. Help us to make time for prayer. We make time for the things that are important to us, Lord. Through your Holy Spirit in us, convict us toward prayer. That we would make time for it, that it would be important to us because it's important to you. You're important to us. We love you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself to us through your word, that we might know better how to pray within your will. Lord, and for those of us who are praying chronic prayers, Lord, would you give us the faith to keep on praying? And would you give us the courage, Lord, to approach you with confidence? Your word tells us that we can come before your throne of grace with confidence because of Jesus. We can come before you. We can bring our prayers to you and lay them at your feet, knowing that you are faithful, Lord. You are good. So we trust you, Lord. You are worthy. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Skinny Peeps, for being here. Hey, if you haven't already, find us on Facebook. Just search The Skinny with Jesus and then add yourself there. All are welcome. So feel free to invite family or friends that you think might like to plug in with us. Um, Until our next episode, we've got one more left in this series. Just know that I am praying for you and I am asking God to work big in our lives. He is mighty. Bye now.